You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? We, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! Welcome to Money Never Sleeps Radio. This is the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts the flow of money from around the corner to, the, to around the world. Uh, I want to welcome you. Thank you for joining me and joining uh, Money Never Sleeps Radio, taking time out of your lives to listen to what is going to be said on the show. Um, I've been speaking a lot about technology because, you know, I'm a tech nerd and this is, I, I just love it. Uh, it's the future of everything, AI, AR, VR, fintech, you know, uh, blockchain. I don't mean, you know, the, the blockchain that people try to, they, they kind of confuse with uh, cryptocurrency. I'm talking about true blockchain that, you know, you have AR and blockchain enabled systems that help them to be uh, better. Okay, um, so what, what I you know I, what I want to start to talk about today is what's going on in, in AR. Um, I was speaking about it uh, earlier this morning uh, in Europe, and it's just interesting how artificial um, intelligence is, is it's basically the foundation of everything. Uh, augmented reality, virtual reality, without AI, they don't work. So you have the likes of big tech companies like Amazon, uh, uh, Apple, and Google. They're creating a foundation with their, um, uh, their software development kits, their SDKs. And they're doing this to, to allow developers or pretty much any business or anyone, actually, they, they can build on top of what they have. Now, Microsoft is doing this as well. Let me not exclude them. Um, I mean, it's good because you're going to have crazy innovation happening. There's going to be a lot of growth in the space. Uh, something that someone brought up, which I agree with in, in, in totality, is the point that you know, when you you have companies, startups that are that are popping up, and they are AR or VR focused, they say, "Well, we're we're a VR company, we're an AR company, we're a blockchain company." Okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? You you're a blockchain company doing what? You're an AR company doing what? Okay, if you look at it as as an individual space, it's not that grand meaning that the growth prospects aren't there if you just focus on that now when you are focused on integration and you're focused on taking blockchain like what we've done with documega we it documega is a blockchain enabled uh, document management system e-signature system document sharing and everything is blockchain enabled which provides a heavy level of security also you're talking about traceability and what and what we do and and we we, we look at advanced blockchain and this is this is the stuff that we uh, incorporate in our platforms and i think that companies entrepreneurs that are looking at this space they need to look at how their their idea 
can be added on to an industry, that can be added on to something more than itself. Because where's the growth prospects? You may get people excited and they hear AI, I mean, sorry, uh, AR, VR, blockchain. Oh, my God. You know, I remember when blockchain was, was the, the latest thing, the hot thing when it came out. Not, not when it came out, when it, when it, because it's been, out for, it's been around for a long time. Uh, but when it came, became uh, mainstream and people started hearing that because of Bitcoin and they mistakenly thought that blockchain was cryptocurrency, but it is not. Blockchain is a foundation. Cryptocurrency just happens to lay on top of it on, on, on a platform like that. Or actually, on a foundation like that, on a system like that. You know, so when that happened, you had everybody and their uncle all of a sudden at the tag of their name or their company name. They were blockchain. You had an iced tea company, I, I believe, out of New York that changed their name to whatever, whatever blockchain just so that they can capitalize it and the stock went through the roof. So don't fall into that trap. Don't be stupid, okay, by thinking that you're smarter than the average bear. Because honestly, you know, when, when you do that, you, you're going to wind up hitting a brick wall. And I'm being completely honest with you. If you think that you're going you're gonna to be so groundbreaking off the bat in an area, this is when you're going to be, you're going to hit a brick wall because, you know, in, in those areas especially, now, not saying that something like that can't happen. It sure can happen. However, however, you know, if you if, if a company, if an entrepreneur focuses on the integration of what they're doing into, let's say, manufacturing, let's say you're involved in augmented reality, and you go and you take your platform and you you reposition it or you have a version of it that's geared towards manufacturing, you just, I mean, that can, that's a home run. Okay, because at that point you have augmented reality in manufacturing. You're involved in manufacturing technology. Okay, same way you can be involved in fintech by by incorporating blockchain into a, into a platform, into a system, into a banking institution or, or another financial institution. So there's a lot of use cases. Okay, where the incorporation. Uh, or the integration of these technologies into other things become stronger, become something more than just blockchain. I'm a blockchain company. Okay, what do you do? What do you What do you do? I we make blockchain. Okay, what do you do? You know, tell me that. Hey, we're involved in the blockchain industry, but we're geared towards manufacturing. We're geared towards real estate. We're geared towards something else. Okay, because right now, you know, any industry, all of a sudden it's tech, you know, uh, real estate tech, um, construction tech, everything's tech, everything's tech. So if you can get involved in that, you'll open up your range and you'll be able to, you know, increase your customer base and probably and more. And I, I'm telling you, you will increase your viability to an investor because they'll look at you and say, hey. You know, uh, this could be interesting because it's scalable and there's growth opportunity. And then they'll see how you can pivot to to add other industries to your, uh, you know, to your tool belt. OK, and, and you can do it. You know, just got to just got to look at things um, uh, a, a little clearer than uh, just being one dimensional. You don't want to be a one trick pony. No one. You know, you may you may be cute for a minute. 
but no one wants to feed you and then clean up your feces for many years to come. Okay, be, be sustaining, be self-sustaining, and be growth-oriented, but be smart along the way. And again, I'm just being as blunt as possible because I've seen too much of it, and I can't use kid gloves when I'm, when I'm talking about this uh, because, you know, it doesn't help anyone. You know, I'm not, I'm not looking to spare your feelings. I'm looking to give you reality. Maybe that dose of reality will help you. And if I'm helping you, then I did something good. All right. Now, I want to I wanna pivot uh, a little bit. You know, I know I actually, before I pivot, in, in the AR uh, arena, okay, you're going to see AR-powered and blockchain-powered uh, solutions. Okay, AR-powered solutions. You're going to see it in retail and shopping. You're going to see it in navigation. Google has something going on there. Okay, one thing that, and I mentioned earlier in the show that Google and Apple and Amazon, they're, they're, they're getting involved in, you know, with their SD, the, the SDKs and they're allowing developers to build on top of it. Google's doing, you know, stepping up their game. Okay, because they actually are incorporating AR and Chrome for websites. Now, how all that's going to look, I don't know. Very interesting. And, again, this is the future. And AR has been around for a while. We've seen it from Pokemon Go to Damned If I Know. And the bottom line is it's, this, it's just you know going from the elementary st- uh, stage to more advanced stages, which we're going to see it in medical. We're going to see it in other industries. So it's going to be very interesting. And blockchain integration into systems, you know, that is going to be key. Not a standalone. I mean, standalone, what do you do? Blockchain is an accounting system. system. So it's a, it's immutable. It's irrefutable. It's something that's there. Whether, you know, you're decentralized, centralized, you know, people have that, that, uh, that crazy debate constantly. You know, I just look at the efficiency. I look at the, the truth that comes out of it. And that's what matters. I, I don't get involved in the other thing because you know, we're focused on what we're doing. And I try to give advice as I can uh, when I'm able to. And I utilize Money Never Sleeps to go and send these messages out to the world. Uh, and hopefully it does some good. Anyway, um, you know, I want to stay on the topic of uh, fintech for a little bit. Interesting, interesting. You know, I, I have to look at big picture. Okay, I was talking about this earlier as well. Big picture, all right? Fintech, the growth prospects are there. You have a lot of things happening. Okay, the ETFs, the the public ETFs, publicly traded ETFs, the exchange traded funds, they're on fire. They have been on fire for the past two years, especially this year, 2020. They've been on fire. They've increased, you know, uh, in 2019. They went up about 30-something percent this year. They're up another, what, 60, 70 percent, okay? And, and they're, it's, I mean, it's a crazy, crazy time. But the reality is that mainstream, the, 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 the traders, the institutions, they know that fintech is, is important. It's an important part of their business because you're either going to advance your technology or you're going to be a dinosaur and wind up being found in a thousand years. Okay, you know, we've seen this in technology time and time again. Time and time again. Going back to, you know, uh, when, when Rockefeller had the, the oil-based lamps and how he was very opposed to, you know, embracing, you know, electricity because it would hurt his business. But he had no choice. It happened. 
it happened and what happened you know i mean it, it, this is a future that was the future of everything and then it just continued to progress uh those that resisted growth and change um like um uh, like like jumbo company yeah you never heard of them because you know they <laughs> that's the whole point you know but blockbuster blockbuster a lot of you probably haven't heard that name ever if you're younger definitely not blockbuster was the end all of videos of videos tapes dvds stuff like that they had the opportunity to embrace technology before Netflix became anything when Netflix was just shipping out CDs or actually DVDs to homes they had the opportunity. Do you know what they did? They laughed at it. Do you know where they are now? They're out of business. They are the dinosaur. Done. They're prehistoric. They're gone. Okay? And this is what happens when you don't embrace technology. And this is why Citigroup, just recently, they backed the UK-based uh, UK fintech company okay uh called uh genesis global tech and that's going to be that's going to add to the value of citibank investors aren't looking at this they should look at everything that these companies are doing jp morgan wells fargo what they're doing on the back end you know wells fargo they're embracing blockchain and they're incorporating things you know with citibank making outside investments into fintech companies is interesting okay and it and it, and it opens up the doors for a lot of things and you have fintech is not only in the united states but global okay in indonesia you you have uh, um uh, a company over there they considered it a unicorn status they went and they said okay you know what we're going to have our own fintech subsidiary and they did this and that's going to grow by leaps and bounds okay and and again that that's going to be interesting you know uh in italy you know they they had a big merger between two rival companies, big rivals over there. I don't know too much about it. Did did not did, did not use them at all, you know. But you had uh, Nexi and Sia. They 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 had a big merger. That merger, believe it or not, was worth close to eighteen billion dollars. It's seventeen between seventeen and eighteen billion dollars. How do you like that? Let's call it seventeen and a half billion, just to make it easy. All right, we'll we'll, we'll go in the middle. Huge, huge deal. You know, you don't think about that as as being something, wow, because, you know, in, in this environment right now, these the mergers of these fintech companies is, is very interesting. You got to watch out for that, you know, because that innovation, that growth is going to trickle down to your brick and mortar banks, your traditional banks. They are competition your traditional banks this is why jamie diamond jp morgan he mentioned time and time again that he embraces blockchain and has an, has an issue with cryptocurrency at the end of the day a, a cryptocurrency if it's viable there's a use okay if it's not viable there's no use i mean look let's let's just speak frankly about this you have a lot of cryptocurrencies that are just issued and your projects that are put out there and they don't have any true value you know you need to have value okay and, and I, I don't want to get too much into to cryptocurrencies uh, but I do want to you know talk about fintech just a little bit more okay um, look you know Square, Stripe, Venmo which is owned by PayPal, Zelle 
which a lot of the banks use, a lot of people are utilizing this for peer-to-peer -peer transactions. There are no charges. It makes it easier for them to move money. So, you know, you're going into a digital age. Now, how far is that going to go? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to go all the way. It's going to take some time for the adoption. Uh, one of the main issues is security. This is why the banks, they're, they're highly involved in that, you know, because um, they have to be. They're protecting, they're protecting their interests. They're protecting your interests. That's what it comes down to. On the uh, micro-investing front, you know, the one thing that I'll tell you is that there's been a big boom with that. Uh, Robinhood, uh, Acorns, I've spoken about this before. Uh, even Coinbase and Revolut, you know, they are providing platforms, platforms for people to uh, micro-invest, uh, perform small transactions on a peer-to-peer -peer, peer -peer basis uh, with, uh, with low fees to no fees. Okay, and that's a positive. That's a positive for, for people, for the individual. So, and I think it's going to bring, it's going to continue to bring a lot of uh, younger people to the equation when it comes to investing. And I think they need to learn. They need to learn. This is why I tell everyone, you know, if, if you want to really learn and get a, a quick uh, summary of Wall Street, you know, open the Investor's Business Daily. If you open a Wall Street Journal, you'll be there for hours. Investor's Business Daily, everything you need to know is the first on the first page. You know, you tune into CNBC and Bloomberg and, and Fox Business, but more so CNBC and, and Bloomberg. You're going to learn a lot about the technicals. You're going to learn a lot about trading. You're going to learn a lot from people that have been doing it a long time. So, you know, that's a good thing to do. And you listen to shows like this and you hear guys like me rant about this stuff. And, again, it's, 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 it's important things. Uh, you know, in the fintech space, Square. Everyone knows Square, and I didn't mention Square in in the uh, the fintech because I wanted to <laughs> leave it to the end. Square, interesting. You know, in 2017, uh, Square was about fourteen dollars, fourteen dollars, okay, a share. Uh, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, uh, he founded it. He want he he had an idea. No, no one thought he can pull it off. Honestly, I thought maybe not, but he got some backing, some serious backing. And what happened? You know, he dominated the space with Square and it's still growing, still growing. And it's it's a dominant player in that arena. Um, now, a lot of businesses are utilizing it as opposed to going with traditional um, uh, ways uh, with credit card, credit card processing uh, services, uh, merchant accounts, things of that nature. They're going through Square. Now, I feel that the rates are a little high across the board, and this is why there has to be change. There has to be change. You know, when your credit cards, they charge a merchant. I'm going on the, on the business level. They charge a lot. You know, anywhere from a, a point and a half to three points, uh, three percent on a transaction. That's pretty high. Okay, and Square is not <laughs> is right it right in there, you know maybe a half a point difference, you know maybe they get you your money quicker. You don't have to wait the thirty days or whatever you need to wait. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're making money, uh, and then the reason you know this, just look at the stock, stock trades of this this symbols SQ. Okay, stock right now today from two thousand seventeen, three years later. $180 a share, more or less, and still growing. And as the digital economy continues to grow, is as companies like that are going to continue to grow. Okay, you know, 
it's it's really it's it's a dynamic time that we're in, and I think players in this space they're going to uh, keep you know uh, upping the ante, and they're going to keep doubling down on the right companies on the right deals. And you have to you have to provide solutions in the space. You know that's why you have SPACs. SPACs are, are blowing up. Uh, I've been speaking about this. Uh, Money never sleeps. I've been speaking about this on Twitter. I've been speaking about this in general to everyone. SPACs they're not new. People is new to them. The, sp the special purpose acquisition company, right? It's new to them because they have not been acquainted with it. Okay, this has been around for a lot of years. You know, in, in the 80s and 90s, it was all about the reverse mergers, right? You know, we've done, you know, a lot of those, okay? The only difference is, and this is a big difference, okay, a reverse merger, if you're reverse merging into an existing company that, that was a going concern at some point, you run the risk of having legal issues because you... You reverse into the company, you're taking over their liabilities, they're taking over their assets, you're taking over everything. So, you know, you wind up backing into a dirty situation, potentially. Not in all cases, but in a lot, especially on the OTCQB, on the pink sheets and things like that. You're going to have these problems. You even have these problems on the NASDAQ sometimes, or even on the New York. It all depends on the situation you're backing into. You know, is it good for investors? Yeah, if it's the right situation. However, you know, if it's not the right situation, then you're backing into a problem, a headache. And, you know, you have market makers in the middle, everything else, and it turns into a big fiasco, and you can lose your shirt. Okay, as far as a company backing in and reverse merging into a dirty shell, a dirty blank check company, they can have, a, you know, I mean, you can wind up, you know, losing your business, essentially. All right, and that's a reality. You know, people think that you, you go and you reverse merge into it, into a, d a dirty uh, shell, and I keep saying dirty shell because they are. They have problems. So you reverse merge into this. You think that you're going to have access to the public markets. Yeah, you do, kind of, but not really because people are looking at it like, okay, you just, you just did this. Your valuation is XYZ. What are your numbers? What's going on? And you think it's easier to get money. No, you have, you have these players on the sideline that are sitting there waiting to give you their money. However, their money comes at a hefty price. You know, coming, their money comes with, you know, with uh, warrant deals, with with um, with uh, additional shares and all these type of, you know, uh, back uh, backroom deals that can essentially put a company out of business. So, you know, you have to look at that. SPACs, you know, on the other hand, when when you have a fund manager that goes out raises money for a blank check company and they uh, they have a goal uh, a couple of good things come out of it okay first they raise the money and it's not a little bit of money substantial money you know you anywhere 100 million 500 million billion dollars you see social capital capital uh, chamath he's done this okay you have every player on the board that has done this and they're involved in it more so now than ever because the traditional ipo is very costly so it's, uh, and when you do go with a traditional IPO, chances are, as a founder of a company, as a CEO, you more than likely you're leaving a lot of money on the table. Okay, the investment bankers, these guys, they're making money, right? They're making bank. You, on the other hand, you may be leaving money on the table. So dealing with a SPAC is not a bad deal. It could be a fantastic deal if done the right way.
okay? Because when that happens, you know, whoever you have to make sure that the whoever's running it is really is as good at what they do. Okay, and the bottom line is you're going to get a capital injection very quickly. Uh, for the fund manager that's, that's doing the deal, it gives them an opportunity to actually, you know, look into the companies and see what they want to do and really take some time where, you know, with an IPO, with other situations, it's a little difficult. Uh, when you're going to make a deal with a company, you know, I mean, time is of the essence, too, because, you know, one, it, one fund manager is not is is not the only player you have a lot of them you have a lot of competition out there and they're looking for viable companies to do deals with so it could be a good deal if you if you're looking to go public okay um you know direct listings another way you know you know you can direct list if you are that in that position to do so and you have the backing um but SPACs all in all when that happens, it is a reverse merger, okay? You're reverse merging into the company, but the company is crystal clear. It's pristine. It's no issues, nothing. It just has a, a bunch of money that investors put into it because they're looking. They, they're banking on the fund manager to, to hit the, the holy grail and, you know, knock it out of the park, period, the end. And they've been doing well so far. You know, they've been doing well and taking some really good companies public, and these companies have been stable. You know, and I, I don't, this is just, this is just beginning. This is just beginning. Okay. And, you know, as far as, you know, what we're doing with, uh, with, um, with Megahoot, you know, uh, for those that know, you know, we're, we're not opposed to going down that road uh, at some point. Okay. You know, but the, the, you know, just going back to this conversation, you have a lot of companies that are doing this because it's the easiest path. For them to, you know, get capital injection, get the right board members involved, and have sustainable growth. And that's what it's all about, okay? You know, you have uh, the fintech space. These ETFs, they've been, be they've been beating the S&P year on year. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, but, you know, keep in mind with fintech, as, as you're looking at fintech, as you're looking at AR, as you're looking at VR, as you're looking at all these areas, remember that artificial intelligence is the foundation of everything. Okay, so you know if you have if you if you see companies that are building the foundation, and they're allowing other people to build on their foundation, that could be the money shot. That's the growth, sustainable growth, because they'll be around for a while. They're providing the infrastructure for for companies to grow and exist in the first place. Some companies. All right. Anyway, that's about it for this episode of Money Never Sleeps. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening. Uh, we oh I, I need um. I'm going to let you guys know that in the very near future, uh, probably in the next couple of weeks, two, three weeks, I'm not sure on the timing, but we are going to be having, uh, we're going to be having video, the video version of Money Never Sleeps Radio where I'll be bringing on guests, we'll be bringing on guests, we'll be having one-on-one, -on -one, you know, um, conversations about technology, finance, construction, real estate, and all types of things. We'll bring some interesting people on to, to speak about this. And we'll even bring on some companies that are looking to uh, talk about what they're doing. So we're going to do this, and we're going, it's going to be on Vero Hive. Uh, and we're going to be doing it exclusively on there. And you'll be able to see it on there and see it on Money Never Sleeps. 
uh, radio's uh, website and uh, probably get distribution to YouTube, all that other fun stuff. Just the same way we do with the show itself. We're all over. We're from My Heart Radio to iTunes to, to Google to this to that and Player FM, Stitcher. We're all over the place, so check us out and um, be a part of what we're doing. And if you have any questions, anything, just feel free to, to ask. If we can answer it, we'll try. We'll try our best, right? Anyway, on that note, you guys have a fantastic day. And again, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you tuning in to Money Never Sleeps. Initiating shutdown sequence. You're listening to UCW Radio in your face. What is your major malfunction? So let it be written. So let it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, my mother thanks you. My father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez's affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.